Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. My name is Charles. Thank you very much for pressing play on this wonderful little podcast of ours. It's better than the actual bloody football, isn't it? Um, joining me this week is, as usual, I've got Danny Brothers, Chesie Coleman, otherwise known as Jeffy and Neil Edgerton Scott. Um, Before we get into it, I just wanted to let you know that next Wednesday is our first Patreon meetup. And that's basically a Zoom meeting for any of our wonderful Patreon supporters who can jump onto a Zoom call with all of us and just start chatting cobblers. It's on the 21st of October, starting at eight o'clock and going on until probably Melbourne Cobbler wakes up and can (laughs) join us at about midnight. Um, this is the first of our fan meetups that we're going to be uh, hosting and if you'd like to get involved then you can just join us and sign up to support the podcast for just £2 a month at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Right, that's the good news dealt with everybody. Um, Shall we get into the bad news? We were bloody terrible weren't we at the weekend? How are you all feeling about it? Not that bad, about, actually. I thought we were going to talk about Matty Warburton going to Yeovil. <laughs> Nothing else happened. Gutted. Gutted. Yeah. Got postponed, according to Neil on Twitter, didn't it? Our what, game. What's, uh, oh, did we play? Uh, well, I wouldn't use the word play. Um, I don't mean it was that bad, guys. I think it's just the fact that of who we were playing that, that magnified the bad feeling. I actually don't think that it was bad. And I think... Danny hit the nail on the head in his Twitter feed the other night when he said, you know, your genuine feeling is actually taking the actual opposition aside. We were just beaten by a better team. We were going to be right up there and we can't score. And therefore, we're not going really anywhere, are we? So it's just a case of trying to to get that right. And we were in the same situation about this time last year and we couldn't score for love and money. And uh, we ended up doing okay really on the face of things in league two now I mean, that's not going to work in league one but at least we know that Keith Curl 
has a track record for be a, being able to correct that kind of issue that's going on. It's going to be a bit more difficult in League One, but I, I do think that we oh, we shouldn't have expected anything more than that, to be honest. And it is what it is, is my opinion. I disagree with myself and with you, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a first, I think. Um, I've had some time to reflect on that, actually, and I've watched a few bits back again. And I think we should have expected a little bit more from ourselves in terms of how we approach the game. How like Keith Kerr was talking about before the game, how he got a letter when he first arrived in the from a fan telling him of the importance of the game. Did any of us see anything that reflected that on the pitch? That reflected that it was a derby? Did anybody watch it feel like, feel like it was a derby? Because no. from how we set up and how we went about our jobs, it didn't feel like a derby at all. It felt like we just let the game happen to us again. Um, and against Peter, I just don't, I just don't, I can accept losing by the better team, like I said, but you can't accept not giving everything and not trying to fight them and not trying to get a tackling. Like we said last week, we need the first thing to be Missalou to go and smash one of their players within the first couple of seconds. That didn't happen. He didn't get anywhere near them. Um, in fact, he went off at half time because he didn't do his job properly. I mean, Keith Curl will dress it up as Ryan Watson has a bit more upward mobility, but it, in reality, it's because Miss Lee didn't do his job properly in, in what he's supposed to be doing and spoil the game. And we just weren't there in terms of passion, in terms of fight, in terms of anything you want from a derby. And I just, I was, I'm disappointed looking back on it a lot more than I was at the time, actually. He is, what's, what's upward mobility? <laughs> I don't know. I made it up, I think. It, it oh. sounds like something Keith Cole would say. It does, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it it's fundamental yeah. that you've got good up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so some of our ex-players haven't. Or maybe some <laughs> common players haven't. But yeah, I, I, I was expecting a lot more in terms, from a Keith Cole side especially, um, to was, actually go and treat it like a derby. Yeah. Kieran Dyer, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> it, honest to God, it was, it felt like, it felt a little bit like either a first team against a youth team or <laughs> a championship side against a non-league side in the FA Cup. Um, however, the non-league side turned up expecting to lose and didn't put any fight up. And it was just a comfortable... I don't think Peterborough had to get out of first gear. No, I agree. It but, was... Oh. Like, why weren't we at the, in their faces? And why weren't... Like, what, what happened? Do you know, I, I just... For me... That's the thing that's most annoying is the fact that literally nobody seemed to, well, you know, from, from a posh perspective, they didn't have to really try to be the better team. No, they didn't. It was Ryan Watson that actually put the first bloody tackle in, wasn't it? The whole bloody game. Ryan Watson, who came off the bench, deemed not good enough to start. And actually that, didn't didn't we say? Was it you, Danny, that said something about? Was it Sowerby was a a better version of Ryan Watson? Yeah, he's a lot better on the ball. Uh, we'll probably come to the one or two positives slightly later on. But I thought Sowerby was a lot better on the ball than Watson is. Um, but Watson is more of that. He needs a bit more space. Usually, he's usually that type of midfielder who just needs a bit of space to to make the little intricate passes. But he's not really known for his physicalness. So when he's making the first proper challenge that, that gets us, that gets us off our seats um, on 50 minutes, well, after he's been on for five minutes and you've got a player there in Missaloo who is signed to do exactly that and hasn't done it. There's a, there's a worry there. there. There's something wrong there that, that Ryan Watson is the first player to make that sort of tackle in the game. And I think as well, alongside that, um, we're, we're, slow to react and to create those tackles but also as well we're doing it and it's just going to to an opposition player regardless of who we're playing whether we're playing Peterborough or whether we're playing Hull or whoever we literally it's just goes to no man's land every time there's no direction and there's no we never win the second ball in I don't think I've seen it once this season so far well we barely win the first ball so. <laughs> absolutely that's my point as well yeah you know when we do eventually we go nowhere because Bolger is a classic example he boots it but he boots it literally to nowhere and it just ends up back at an opposition player instead of thinking about it looking around him and making a pass as a clearance 
Oh, do you know what this was? This was actually really winding me up while I was watching that game. Was that you saw the difference between the Peterborough back four yeah. and, or you know, back line, let's say, and ours, which was that the the posh defenders always gave themselves they backed themselves to take a touch and to then have a look and see what was going on ahead of them now okay they then did do little sideways passes and all this and the other I'm not necessarily expecting that but it's the fact that so many times Bolger or Horsfall literally without seeming to look just basically hoofed it it's like lazy. they were on a John Smith's advert. It's just laziness. It really is. It's just laziness. They cannot be bothered to look up and look what's around. It's pure laziness. That's I disagree. What it is. Uh, I think. I disagree. Sorry, Neil. Go. Go. No, I'm, I'm disagreeing, Danny. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. He's disagreeing. He's yeah, made his point. I'm disagreeing. Though. I think there's a massive, there's a massive yeah. confidence issue. I think in the whole thing, like the, the they're so assured of themselves. The their players. I'm not going to even talk about their name, um, but they're so they're so assured of themselves and what they're doing, and so confident in their own ability. And we don't have that at the moment. Um, but we've we've lost our identity a little bit. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I think we we had that nailed last season, and even in a couple of the um, did we have any friendlies? We did, didn't we? Had a couple, um, and I'm sure we said it earlier on that not in this pod, but earlier a few weeks back or a month ago, whatever it was, that yeah. it looks like players have just been able to slot in no matter what. That's gone. It's disappeared. I didn't see any of that on Saturday at all. I didn't see it. But the, the point I wanted to disagree with was I don't think it is laziness from the players at all. I think it's what they're directed to do. Um, and I think that really shouldn't come as any surprise to any of us, really, because that's that's how we play. That's what we do. Um, it's frustrating. I find it frustrating as well, but it's nothing new. Right? We did that a lot last season as well. I don't agree that, that that's what we did a lot last season. Last season, you gave, we gave the ball to Charlie Good to then pump it long into the channels for Nicky Adams or whoever, you know, or, you know, Verdane Oliver basically to flick it on into the channels. But it got there. But it was always, well, this is it, but yeah. it was always directed. Absolutely. There was absolute direction, wasn't there? Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's none of that. It is literally just pump it. Yeah. That there's no looking to see right where am I pumping it to or where am I aiming for it is just I need to just hoof it forward and that's it. And the thing and is that will that will get you so far in league 2, right? That that kind of style because league 2 players frankly aren't good enough to to latch onto that and use it as as an as an as an offense as opposed to, you know, um, what happens in League One. In League One, we are going to get, and we already have been, found out incredibly quickly because there is no communication between the defence and the midfield. And there is a massive, massive fundamental issue with our defence. It is shocking. I, I still disagree. I, I think we did do that last season. The reason why it worked last season was because everyone knew the system and everyone it, it, we're just not that up to speed with it yet. Clearly, the, the players still aren't up to speed with what's expected of them. Nothing really sticks up front. Um, Harry Smith's been hung out to dry a little bit, I think. Absolutely. Despite, yeah, despite, absolutely. Despite his failings, I think he's been, been left on his own a little bit, really. I mean, we were playing Danny Rose at left wing, weren't we, for most of the game? Yeah. Well, the he's basically doing what... Rashford does for Man United, which is there's a front three, isn't there? Essentially, if you just compared Danny ball. Rose to Marcus Rashford, uh, only <laughs> in terms of the position that he plays on the pitch or that he was playing on Saturday, Fair you know that that's all obviously. <laughs> but you know when we've got the ball, then you can sort of see that the point that is meant to be happening is that Harry Smith's in the number nine role, um, spearheading the attack, and then you've got well, I suppose on Saturday it was what Danny Rose on the left. And then on the right was Nicky Adams. Um, and those were like the forward three. Where was Sam Hoskins playing then? Just behind, I think, wasn't he? Was he, or was, do you know what? This is the problem. I don't actually. know. Yeah, Part I don't of the know. problem is, is that we don't know. I certainly can't, I can't, I'll tell you this for free. Apart from, okay, <laughs> we know that Danny Rose was on the left, even though that he's not, and he's a striker. We didn't have anyone on the left because, they just kept they exploiting it time and time again. That goal, that first goal, I saw it coming a mile off. We all did. Well, Everybody saw that that was going to happen. That was going to be the way that they were going to score. And the problem was, as you say, Neil, it happened five minutes prior. 
And literally, they just went, oh, we'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't take them long to suss it, did it? The thing is as well, that the really frustrating thing is, I kind of, I, I do agree with Neil on, on the Harry Smith thing, is that this player's got a lot of potential, but we need to be able to unlock that potential. He wins so many aerial duels, but it goes nowhere because the system doesn't suit him. So why play him in a system that does not work? There needs to be somebody that's got clearly ahead of him that can then put the ball in, in the back of the net. You're, you're Andy Williams, you're Vidane Olivers. But I know obviously the Vidane Oliver and the Harry Smith didn't really work last year, but it needs to be a player of that ability that that can just nip in from Harry Smith's layoffs. But that's not going to work if that system doesn't suit him. And he is absolutely being hung out to dry because the player's got, got talent and he's got you know the ability, but nothing is working for him up front because he's effectively putting it into no man's land again like the defence are because there's nobody ahead of him so the the system's not working the thing for me with with Harry Smith right is he seems an absolutely lovely guy and I don't want to be putting him down you know personally but I genuinely don't think he's good enough I just not for this level he's he's not good enough because yes okay he wins aerial duels but if you, you there's there's a difference between winning a header and winning a header and it going to one of your teammates. Yeah, I agree. And I know what you're saying that, that that's partly down to the system, but at the same time, if he was good enough, he would be able to find one of his strike partners or whatever you want to call them up, up there with him at least once or twice out of ten. I, I think the problem with Harry Smith is that he isn't for Dane Oliver. That they are, although they're both massive, they're, they're quite different players. But Dane Oliver could do a good job up front on his own, in theory, and in, in holding it up, putting himself about and, and stuff. Harry Smith's not really like that. He needs he needs to have someone in and around him. He, he needs to have someone up front feeding off him and anticipating him winning the flick on. And I think you're right. A lot of the time he does win flick ons, but they kind of go a bit all over the place. But. Um, he needs to have someone right up, up top with him, you know, mm-hmm. anticipating that and, and trying to sort of get onto the end of him, I guess. And, the, and the, the, the formation we played, certainly on Saturday, isn't conducive to that. It's, yeah. it, it's expecting, essentially, what's, what's required is what Vidane Oliver used to do well, is sort of win it, hold it up a little bit and let people mm-hmm. sort of get up towards you and then lay it off or whatever it may be. Harry Smith's not like that. He's not the same sort of player. And, and I'd feel, this is what I mean by him being hung out to dry a little bit. I feel like we're trying to use him the same way we use for Dane Oliver. And that's, that's he's not the same. He's a different player. I mean, I take your point totally as well, Charles. I'm not entirely certain he's good enough either. However, I think it needs to be caveated a little bit with the fact that we're using him wrong. Yeah, I, that, that's absolutely fine. And I, I would agree with that, in fairness. I, I don't think that that's a, ba- a bad point at all. But Curl's not going to play any other way. He's and not. that's what winds me up. And and, and this actually just this, this actually leads me... You've mentioned Verdane. I, I actually now feel like there was a huge mistake in the summer. And not just, you know, in one place, but in, in, in the whole, in terms of... Jordan Turnbull, Vidane Oliver, McCormack. McCormack was a terrible decision. The, the spine of our team has gone. Now, I, I will not hold any kind of grudge or any kind of um, bad will about the club or about Charlie Good for moving on because that's a good deal for the football club financially. But when you're basically turning around and you're saying, right, well, we're just going to let Jordan Turnbull go because... You know, oh, he, he was on a fair whack. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just feel like decisions were made incorrectly. And that it, okay, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think that if it's true that the Vidane situation was basically that that there was some sort of gentleman's agreement that Vidane was going to sign a new contract, and then he just didn't, and he went to Gillingham instead, then then there's something wrong. You know whether that's a, a a something wrong with the football club, i.e., where you don't just have a gentleman's agreement. This is football. Players have got agents that will be trying to get the most money, and players are well within their rights to go and get the right money. But basically, don't just take a, somebody's word for it. Get them to sign a bit of paper. I disagree. I, I think 
look, I, I don't. I think the Charlie Good thing you can't argue with. I think Turnbull questionable whether he was good enough for League One. I think he probably deserved deserved another contract, and I think I would have personally kept him, but I can see why he potentially was moved on. Uh, who was the other one? Vidane. Uh, McCormack, I get it. I think the problem with McCormack is, you know, risk v reward. I mean, he's already injured at South End, isn't he? So, difficult one. Would you would you not want him just in the dressing room? It's a, that's an expensive. It's a, it's a yeah. It's but a, is it is it though? Because you're talking an experienced player who doesn't take no crap, gets on with it, and pulls these youngsters through, and actually gets some kind of motivation in that dressing room. Who's leading that dressing room? Because Kian Bolger clearly isn't. What about, Adams, clearly. what about if what about if McCormack wanted to continue his playing career, which he said he wanted to? And we're saying, look, we'll, we'll keep you, but you're, you're not going to play. We just want you around the dressing room. He's not going to do that. He wants to keep playing. So I think that the player's view has to be taken into account as well. So I, I disagree with that a little bit. In an ideal world, absolutely. Look, we miss, I get the, the point you're making in terms of missing the leadership and missing the, the control. I think the Vidane, the Vidane situation is, is ridiculous. I, think, I don't know why we didn't sort of, and this sounds ridiculous. Remember how we were when we when we first signed him, but I don't know why we didn't fight tooth and nail to save him and to mm. keep him at the club. But all of those players, I think, could be replaced. The problem we've got at the moment is what they've been replaced by isn't good enough, but yet they're not at the level required. And your point is bang on, Jeffy, that where are the leaders? Where are the bastards? There's no bastards in that team. They're all nice. Like They're all nice. It was a derby on Saturday against Peterborough. We were basically, you know... Stroking them and letting them, yeah, go on, you get through, yeah, don't you? You take the ball, that's fine, yeah, come on, crack on, yeah, we don't want it, it's all right. You, you, you take the win, it's all right. They're all just too nice. You, yeah, got... uh, yeah, they are. They haven't got enough about them. They really haven't. For the they moment, don't... yeah, the and that, moment, and that, that yeah. will come. That will come, I think. But it, the problem I think we've got fundamentally, using Keith Curl's word here, is that <laughs> we do not have time this year to do that. If we start slipping to where Bristol Rovers were two weeks ago, we're in real trouble very quickly. You you cannot, and you also cannot underestimate the fact that this season may not be a full season again. So you need to look at it and you need to look at it and be able to correct it quickly. We have not got six months to do that this year. We really haven't. We've got a matter of weeks. No, I think I think we've got longer than that. I think, look, essentially, to, to stay up in, in League One, probably need to win eight, nine, maybe maybe nine, ten games at, at most. Um, I think there's plenty of time. I, I think accepting, I think the part of the problem is that, that that we've had a bit of success by getting promoted via the playoffs. And then, and even last season, look, last season, we were a bit, we were up and down. We weren't fantastic at times, um, but we were never in relegation danger or anything like that. I mean, we, we were never like losing every single week or getting outclassed every single week or anything. And, and, and unfortunately, we've gone up a level. We're going to get that a little bit. Um, and I think the key this this year is definitely let's just make sure we stay up. So I, I don't think there's. A, I, I agree to a point that I'd rather it be sorted sooner rather than later. But I don't think it's like a. I don't think we've got a matter of weeks to solve it. Otherwise, we're screwed. I think we've got. But we, there's time is on our side. Um, yeah, I think the league's on our side as well. I think there's there's a lot worse teams than that, isn't there? Around um, and a lot. Of, we're we're not we're only seeing a sort of snippets of who we're going to be playing. the The only game that, like on a footballing side of things, that I've been annoyed with in terms of quality is the Bristol Rose one because they was, they just seemed like they were terrible. But then they've they've gone and beat Lincoln, haven't they? So we could um, have eaten them for breakfast. That was a thing we could have done that. That and that's it. Yeah, and I think we need to. I don't know. It's it, it's just hard to separate this game from every other one because you just wanted more from this. Going back to this one game. You just want more out of them from this, and and if they're not going to give it to you for this, you, you do worry a little bit. And how how much has been communicated to them about how big a derby this is? It, it doesn't help not having the fans there giving you that feeling. Um, but it still, I think, should have been communicated with them that how important this is and how much you've got to fight for it. And yes, we're going to come up against teams like this that we're going to not have as much quality as, I mean, that Dembele guy who played for Peterborough is just like running the show. We're not going to have that type of play in our team, but we, you, you can give them a battle. You can give them a fight. And Get in like said earlier, yeah, exactly. Like, like if you, if you go into a cup game like that, like we did against Derby, two divisions below clear 
difference in quality. We've taken them to a replay. We've had our moments in the replay as well. We've we've gone and beat Burton fairly comfortable last season. If you have that going into every single game, you'll you will surprise some people. Like we were saying at the start of the season, we would. Um, it's just you've you've got to have that consistency, but also you've got to have that confidence in yourselves that actually when the ball drops, you can you can do something with it and and hurt teams. It's and it 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 just hurts ten times worse because it's because it's them. Yes. Maybe maybe it would have been different if Joe Martin had played. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I, I, the, one of the things. Did any of you watch the Southampton under twenty whatever's game? No, in the no. week. Did, under sixes. I've seen the, the, the highlights. Yeah, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I've seen. So this this comes from a tweet I saw over the weekend. Um, I figure you'll have to forgive me. I cannot remember who it was that, that put this out there. But the question that was asked was, why is it we're able to play attractive football against the likes of Southampton's under-23s, but we then don't do it in a league game? Is it, for me, the question that I've got, is it an issue of, of trust? Is it almost like, well, we're playing, first of all, you're playing in a competition that nobody really cares about, and that includes the club. We were the only club that voted to actually get rid of it altogether. Um, so you kind of know where the club stands on it. Um, also, there's the thing of, well, we're playing a, a youth team. Okay, it had what? Did it have one first team player in it, Danny? I think you mentioned someone that had played for Southampton's first team uh, a Jan few Valerie, times. Yeah. yeah. Times, yeah. Um, is, is it essentially a case of going, well, it was a free hit, so therefore... Why not just go and play some football? But in a league game, no, you don't do that. In a league game, you you do what we normally do. Uh, is it is it a trust issue with the players? Like you don't trust them to be that good. It's the opposition. It's the competition. It's it's basically a training group game, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't you can't take anything from those sort of games. I had a look at the scores last last week. There were some crazy ones in, in that EFL Champions Trophy thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's for that it's like you know essentially we're playing kids right against kids youngsters really and already can I pick you can I just pick you up on what you said about the, it being a training game more or less that was Danny sure. so Danny up, All right. Right. So, well come on, Charles it was Danny <laughs> surely surely you train the way that you're going to play you don't train to play a different way than what you're going to do on a Saturday no, that's why so, our training sessions are so you can boot it the highest. Yeah, exactly. So, but but therefore, why do we go and play against Southampton and, and pass the ball around? And because we've got space to do it, and it's pit players are more relaxed that they're they're. It's basically a run out to get fitness, isn't it? It's yeah. like a friendly, it's like a preseason friendly. You get you going for the fitness. You're going to get leg um, minutes in your legs. Um, you don't. You, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have seen anybody flying into tackles in that game. Pretty sure you wouldn't have seen people chasing the ball into the corner flag to try and retrieve the ball, would you? It's 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 just the type of competition it is. And it's, but essentially, it's a, they play the, they're going to play the same, right? I think Danny's absolutely right. They're, you're going to get more time on the ball. You're not going to be harassed and harangued by the opposition. Ooh, um, harangued. Harangued. Get that one in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it is a little bit like a train. It's like a reserve game. Maybe not a training yeah. game, but it's definitely like a reserve game. And it's, get Ray Van Dulleman on. Get him in there. <laughs> get him in there. Come I think on. it's that thing, isn't it? You get more time on the ball. You're playing against uh, a young team that have played football the right way, in commas or whatever inverted commas, speech marks, whatever you want to call it. And um, mm. I think it's just, it's just probably the shackles are off a little bit, I imagine, as well, because you do get that more time on. You can play a bit nicer football and stuff, and have a bit more fun. And it's a, <laughs> a break from the the day to day, I guess. Who cares? <laughs> well, I well I do personally. I we lost I, I, the thing that annoyed me. Oh, another another thing that got my goat this week. Ooh, um, yeah, <laughs> you talked about you know how there's no one in that game against Southampton, no one you know chasing you down and, and getting in your face and things like that. Peterborough were doing that an awful lot to us, you know, and yet. We never even attempted to try and press them. I think actually, no, in fairness, there was there was one point where we did press them high right. up the pitch and we won the ball back, but then immediately gave it away. And it was just like, 
Really? It was, oh. That was what it I, was I, like. I, I, yeah, I, it was just that whole thing of going, but but we then never did it again. And yet we'd already we'd already shown that we could win the ball high up the pitch if we just pressed them a little bit, which is what they were doing continuously to our back five or whatever it is. And yet we never even tried to do it. We never once tried to get in their faces. And, and in my and the, the, the thing was for me, and this is what annoyed me so much was that and made me just turn off after that second goal went in, was just we there was no effort to try and rile them up or try and win the mental battle. That that for me was what I just went, no, I'm not watching any more of this. I'm done. I'm done with you for the whole weekend. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, I, I didn't even check to see whether it had finished 2-0. No, Part of me just went, I quite like, I, I <laughs> quite like to have woken up on a, on Monday morning or Sunday morning rather, you know, just, you know, turned on Sky Sports News, seen the results and just been like, oh, it finished 5-0, did it? No surprise there because we didn't try. And that, that for me, is is the most galling part of it. And I know that there's going to be people at the football club who are listening to this and thinking, well, you're talking bollocks. Well, but no, that's we're not. What I thought, yeah, we're the that's fans. That's what I have. thought yeah. by watching, and that's how I felt watching that game. I agree. I felt... If I, if I, was, to, if I was to describe our performance... I would use a very large swear word, a very rude swear word, and then I'd also describe it as we looked like a rabbit caught in the headlights for 95% of that game. We just looked like we froze, and we didn't really know what to do. They were better than us, and it didn't really happen. Yeah, you know what annoyed me as well? afterwards is Carl's interview talking about the, the footballing side of the thing, which he's got every right to do and talking about how well they're a better team. We're going to come up against these teams. We, we're competitive. No, you, we weren't competitive. No. We were not at all competitive. And you just want him to turn around sometimes and just say, look, it was a derby. We weren't good enough as a derby match. You've got to treat this game differently to all the other games and just say like, look, we didn't give enough effort. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We didn't, you know, talking about fundamentals and competitiveness is not—it's not good enough to me for for a derby game. We barely created anything. I know we had that Sam Hoskins chance. Didn't that was we? exciting. Not to be fair, <laughs> he, he, he almost—he almost wrote himself into folklore, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it was. A you, good you'd have—you'd have Sam O'Maglish Hoskins. As you, <laughs> as you, big derby moments. But we did like his we didn't, face. We didn't like we we said, didn't we? I think at one point before we all sort of snapped on WhatsApp and decided to say. <laughs> We, we said didn't we, at one point, have we had a shot yet? Yeah. Apart from the Sam Hoskins one, we couldn't remember one. And then there was we had a free kick, I think, didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah that was a one nil, wasn't it? That free kick, and we were thinking, like, hold on, is it still one nil? We were holding, holding it. We thought we got a free kick on the edge of the O. We could actually make it one all here, which would have been ridiculous. I think Danny Rose had a, a curler, didn't he? That the keeper saved. Uh, that that did, was yeah. first half, wasn't it? And <clears throat> yeah. I, actually, it did make me go, oh, that looks good. Mm. So that's a positive. Danny Rose looked all right, but then straight away almost it was as if he just disappeared. Disappeared mm. because he was playing in a role that he shouldn't be playing in, in my opinion. Well, rumours are he's set to start at right wing back against Plymouth. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, would you? No. Um, before we move away from this game. Oh, God, um, Charles. Come on, let's, no, just, I've got, let's just move no, away, Charles. I'm already well, no, moved away. I've got not so much about the off. game itself, but you mentioned Neil then about yeah. how we all had a bit of a well, some of us had a bit of a hissy fit on the WhatsApp group. When you say um, some left the WhatsApp, group. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> There's only one of us that left it, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I got. I was really, right. The, the thing is right, and and I know Danny put something on Twitter as well about how basically we, we just emotionally, I felt like I got far too much into it almost into this game and just being like, you know, the build up before um, and, you know, we were partly to blame for that. We built it up last week as well. We built it up all the way through on Twitter with the quotes from uh, Samo and and the audio clip and the the video and all of this, that and the other. Um, Luke, by the way, a shout out to, Luke Today, Thoday, uh, today. I, I'm sorry, Luke. I don't know how to say his surname, but <laughs> the video that there? he made, <laughs> the video that Luke made, was was brilliant. 
and and didn't deserve the crap that was served up by the players on on the pitch. Isn't that part of it though? Because surely we, you know, you are going to get burned big style when you do stuff like that. You know, as a Cobblers fan, probably 99% of the time. But then on the flip side of that, you have occasions where, do you remember a couple of Christmases ago when we were playing MK Dons and we were 2-0 down till the 91st minute? Plastic chair day. Yeah, plastic chair day. And Marias comes up and it felt like we'd won the league that night. And you're always going to get times like that, but they're going to be so much rarer than these times. As a Cobblers fan and a league fan, you're gonna, you kind of have to suck this up and just hey. letting go. <laughs> and, I love and, that you've used well, the MK Don's draw as your example. Well, yeah, <laughs> because, it did, it, because it's quite similar. The connotations to that are quite similar, you know? I, I know it's not... No, a, they're not dying. No, it's not, no, it's not, no, no, it's not nothing like it. Say, right, no, no, no. Absolute rubbish. I know no, it's not a derby, absolutely. but you didn't... Again, you didn't ever finish my point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's not a derby as such, but it's one of those... No, that, not as such, just, well, just not a derby. It's Don's as well as Peterborough in the same podcast. <laughs> but um, they see it as a big game, and therefore we, I think it's built up a little bit, isn't it, on from their side, not ours. So there, you have to kind of just take the hit. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Jeffrey. Now you've mentioned Milton Keynes, Don's, you know those <laughs> concrete cows. Essentially, I'm going to steal one. <laughs> and, You're going to get right. get the cow. Get get you, the go. cow. you know, like in in films, like American films, where high schools steal the other high school's mascot. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. Keep it. I like it. I like but, it. Um, I want to come back to your point, Charles, if I can. Go on. That's all yeah, right. of course. You can. <laughs> no. About Is the uh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> about getting too into it, and I don't think you can ever be too into it. I don't think no. that's a bad thing to to say. Oh, I got too emotionally involved in this. I got too because that's the great thing about our fans. We do get really into it, and we we're passionate about our football club. We uh, all of us are on on here, and everyone that listens to it. Um, yeah, you only have to look at our Wembley um, experience and our, our uh, Facebook Live thing afterwards. When when you know people are almost in tears, people are like Drunk. celebrating. It feels like they were, yeah. But and, and it's not a bad thing to be emotional about your football club, and you know, we can build it up because we want to build it up as a as the derby because it is that. And I've honestly, I've, I've not. I've, can you ever say you've woken up on a day against anybody else? feeling like that and feeling like, come on, we, we can actually, let's get into them. Let's do it. When have we ever felt that about Milton Keynes? Never. We were, about anyone. And it's, it's a, it's a mm. massive game. And there's nothing wrong with us getting emotional about a massive game. There's nothing wrong with us getting angry about it and getting emotional afterwards. Um, but everybody just deals with it in completely their own way. Some people will stay on social media because they want to vent. Some people, like me, I just... I just wanted to turn it all off because that's the way I deal with stuff until I can actually think about it a bit more because I don't want to scroll through and see all the negative stuff and it's going to, it's going to be bad for my mental health. But other people will need that because we're missing the pub after the game. We're missing the drive home. We're missing the walk home or the, you know, the chats to, that we'll have after the game. We're completely missing that at the moment. And yeah, we, we, kind of, we, we kind of all need to deal with things like this in our own way and not it. It's, you know, it's not a, a negative thing to say to to be emotional about it. I don't think, in in however and express it however however way we we can personally. I think you're right, Danny. Um, Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Clip um, that. <laughs> yeah, clip that. <laughs> 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 um, but I did warn you, Charles. I was actually all right, really. <laughs> I was as well. I, I, I expected we were going to lose. I resigned myself to the fact we were going to lose. And you kept having a go at me on WhatsApp, Charles, and saying, come on, <laughs> be more positive. Come on. And I was in my head, I was like, oh, I'll try, but I know we're going to lose. And mm. so it's that part of, I always expect us to lose and I'm never disappointed. It's the way I deal with it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I like. the way I deal with it. Such a Northampton thing to say. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's <laughs> It's the most miserable way to live life. Don't get me wrong. I had that as well because, but I thought, you know, if they have an off day and we pull off a miracle, it's not. It wouldn't be the the most weird thing that's happened in football, would it? If we'd have won it, you, no, we won the playoffs. That was weird. Well, exactly. I just cling on to that all the time, and I think, you know, if this was a cup tie, maybe you know we can do something. Um, but they needed to be at half their level, and we needed to be at double R's, and it, like, neither of that happened at all. But yeah, you, you were definitely like me. You wanted, or you felt like there was a Martin McCutcheon coming moment. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
this is our moment. <laughs> Love that. Um, that's how he felt. But no, I, I was just just while I was preparing, prepping for the pod today, I realised that I'd actually had a jingle made, or one of the things that that Ant, our voiceover guy, had done. Um, really sums up the way that I felt over the course of sort of last week and then the game and then afterwards. And I just want to play it to you. Yes, 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 no, shit, bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, when your kids are toddlers and they're like two or three, they're just learning to run and they start running down a hill. Yeah. It's kind of that, isn't it? And you're like, and you can you can hear the little voice in the head going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go out over tit. That, that's basically what it was. Yeah, basically. Right. Okay. That's enough of chatting oh, about that. Oh, thank thank God for that. Bastard. Um, Cheers for making we'll be it back. again, mate. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Do you enjoy it's all cobblers to me? Do you want more cobblers related podcast content? and to feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Well, now you can. Sign up to support the podcast on Patreon. From as little as £2 per month, you'll receive access to additional content such as bonus podcasts, merchandise, tractor rides with Chessy, meetups, player Q&As, and you'll be supporting us to keep bringing you a weekly podcast about the biggest and best football team in the world of Northampton. Go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me right now. Tractor rides are only available on a first come first serve basis. No farm animals were harmed in the making of this advert, although Neil did get a splinter. Postman Neil, Postman Neil, Postman Neil, and your letters of distaste and disgust. It is post-bag time, and we've had quite a few things. Starting off with, um, we've had a tweet, and that tweet has come from Stuart Bailey, at Stupot on the old Twitter. Um, So Stuart messaged us, and I hope you guys have seen the picture. He said, so much negativity across social media after losing to them. I don't want to add to it. So here's a drawing of me in the nip walking my dog. (laughs) Hope it gets a mention on the next podcast. Thanks. And I, the picture. I don't know what to Neil? say. Yeah, well, he's naked and he's got a dog with him. Um, where'd you go with that? I, t- I kind of felt like I couldn't not mention it. Look, don't get me wrong. Naturists, let them be. They want to they wander around in the nude, fine. I do it at home. Not when I'm out walking the dog, because I haven't got a dog. Otherwise, I would. Um, I don't really know what to say, Charles. I don't know where you want me to go with this. It's it's a lovely drawing. Uh, someone's very talented. How long did he have to stand outside with the dog? Because I can't imagine that would have done him many favours downstairs. <laughs> well, at least his back's to the artist who maybe was drawing that's why. it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Hiding away. Wave um, white flag and gone back inside. Yeah. We, we did have a few tweets, not that many, in fairness, this week. And I, I, I can't blame anyone for, you know... because we all went into hiding. <laughs> yeah, we all we went dark. Yeah, we all went dark, didn't we? Um, but we did have a couple of uh, tweets come in about the game, didn't we, Neil? We did. Um, we did, yeah. We got Andrew Bass, or Bass. It's all about that Bass. <laughs> or let's go Bass fishing, or is it Bass fishing? <laughs> Who knows? This is like good and good all over again. Oh, no. Uh, it's hard to take, but I think for today's game and the game against Hull, it's not so much that we're playing badly, but that the opposition are far superior. These are the games where fans are missed the most to give the underdog that extra lift. Uh, I disagree. I think we were we did play badly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think he's right in terms of the fans are missed. I mean, we've seen today, haven't we? Nicky Adams has come out with a call um, to get fans let back in. The whole hashtag let's fans in campaign has been quite successful. The petition has reached its numbers, hasn't it, to be discussed in Parliament, whether or not it will be or not, I don't know. But there is definitely a movement as such um, in the right direction, hopefully with that. Can I be Um, controversial? Of course you can, Neil. That's why I invited you to do the podcast with me all those years ago. All right. Right, right, okay. Uh, um, I... I actually I haven't signed up to this let the fans in campaign and 
I actually don't agree with it. Um, at the moment, I don't think it's the right time to be doing it because of everything that's going on in the world. Um, the cases uh, of coronavirus are getting worse and more places are going into different types of lockdown and all that sort of stuff. And I think the, the, the problem with it comes from, there was that picture that was shared on Twitter widely today, wasn't there? I think of a theatre that was looked pretty packed. And I think it. the, the problem is that it, it doesn't seem to be a consistent message across the board. So it's people are kind of like, well, look, hold on. If you can have people in a theatre, why can't you have people in a stadium outside? Would I get that argument? I actually don't really think either should be happening at the moment. And, and personally, I don't, I, so I don't really back the let fans in as, as much as I want to be there. And as much as I want to be a fan at, at supporting the cobblers and in the ground, it just doesn't feel like it's the right time to be pushing for that sort of thing at the moment. Um, that's just my opinion. And I know many, if not all will probably disagree with me. Um, I just, for me, it doesn't seem the right time to be doing it. Fair enough. That is absolutely fair enough. Um, I, for one, Definitely share some of those feelings and sentiments, Danny. Uh, are you saying that um, Christopher Misselu's next job could be in cyber, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Danny. Just Eight doesn't up. know it yet. Just doesn't know it yet. Oh, that tweet! <laughs> oh, don't, don't. Let's don't, not go down honestly. that hole. Um, there was another tweet that we were sent from Darren Tipler. Um, to be, uh, this wasn't basically... a tweet. This was actually this is someone I work with who sent me. A oh right, he was actually on holiday, uh, not not away on holiday, but he was off work, um, and he sent me about twenty four different WhatsApps today dissecting the game. I didn't really want to hear it to be honest, but um, <laughs> he sent me a WhatsApp. But one of his one of the points he sent me was was decent, and I thought it was just worth sharing. So carry on, go for it, go for it. You let us know what it was. Uh, it was uh, he was saying that Smith. He doesn't feel like Smith is mobile enough, and that we miss the Dane. Uh, which is a fair point. And he went on to say that Sowerby, Rose, uh, Ashley Seal and Mills are all better players than we had in their respective positions last year. And then I thought this was an interesting point. Um, it will take a bit of time to click. Good sides like Ipswich always start well, then drop off when the pitches get rubbish. And that's when our chance to shine. Um, which is wasn't our, hang on. Wasn't our pitch rubbish on Saturday? No, no, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I thought it was an interesting point, but the, the, like it's difficult to say at the moment, isn't it, that Sowerby, Rose, Seal and Mills are better the players than we had in their respective positions at the moment. I think certainly with Sowerby and Ashley Seal and Rose, we haven't seen enough of them to, to be able to say it. On paper, yeah. I guess maybe they are. but Yeah, definitely. I, w- I would say that Sowerby does look decent. I, d- I do think he is an improvement. I just, yeah, I think so. Like you say, it's not... It is too early to kind of tell that for definite, but I mean, he does look very natural on the ball, doesn't he? Like he doesn't feel doesn't feel forced at all, does it? It just feels like he's naturally got that instinct, and he looks for it as well. Yeah, he absolutely. wants the ball. Actually, the that was thing, one thing it? I yeah. did notice was that he wanted the ball, didn't he, Danny? He was always wanting the pass to go yeah, to him. He's trying to make things happen all the time, and we were missing that. Um, I think they like. they compared him on on the commentary on Saturday. They compared him a bit to Joel Byram. Um, yes, they did. Which I can see, uh, I can see. Poor Joel. Well, no, I think, I think, I think it's a fair comparison. I think it potentially perhaps more creative than than Joel Byron, but the oh, same. Poor Joel. He's a he's a ball player, right? Which is what Joel Byron was. He was Joel mm-hmm. Byron wasn't necessarily to go flying into tackles or such. Or Should say he is. He's not dead, Neil. Is he? No. <laughs> no, he's not. John Byron was. He's alive. still alive. He's still playing. It's like when Danny <laughs> thought that Bruce Forsyth was alive. Yes, he was. <laughs> Come on. Careful with the in-jokes, Neil. Sorry, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get another email. I mean, I, I will say, though, that Tim Oglethorpe also started his uh, commentary by saying he had a good feeling that oh, we were going to win. Don't. And that didn't exactly work that. out right either, did it? So He also said, just... with, with two minutes left, that we still had a chance. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> that made me howl. I w- wouldn't know. I turned it off by then. Um, <laughs> today, Danny, you sent out a tweet talking about Project Big Picture. Um, now, now, first of all, because basically I've been working all day and I've not really had a chance to look, what is Project Big Picture? Oh, that's pressure now, isn't it? Um, so this is the thing that, um, oddly enough, two of the biggest clubs in the country have come up with. Um, to Accrington. With, pro- <laughs> <laughs> with uh, proposals to 
change the football league setup and the Premier League setup and all that kind of thing. I mean, and there is some good stuff in there, like a rescue fund for the EFL, um, sorts of funds to be made immediately available to the EFL, which is good. Um, 25% of all future TV deals to the EFL as well. That's good. Um, 100 million paid to the FA to make up for lost revenue. All, all the money stuff being basically promised. Um, and I think it's important to say this is just a proposal as well. It's just, it's not, this isn't a set in stone thing. So I think it has got slightly out of hand with reaction and um, because it is just a proposal. It's, it's nothing more than that. Um, but I think the thing that got my goat, and there is a goat that's gone from my garden this week, is the the idea that there's six clubs, uh, sorry, nine clubs, actually, given special voting rights on some of the issues. Um, and it's it's just it's saying that it's based on their extended runs in the Premier League. And I was like, where? How? Who judges that? Who? like decides who that is this is basically what will it be the top six from last season and a, a couple of other people teams like Southampton I think and Everton based on the fact they've been in the league for a long time that just didn't make a lot of sense to me in terms of what sort of power they're going to have and what does it say to to the other clubs in the league that there's suddenly you know people come into the league you get promoted and suddenly there's this big group of nine clubs that make all the decisions it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me um and they're saying there potentially would be a 16th place team going into the championship playoffs. So a Premier League team would then compete as they do in Scotland, I think, um, with for basically to keep their place instead of somebody coming up on the championship playoffs. So you could get somebody finishing sixth in the championship playing off against the team playing finishing 16th in the Premier League. And yeah, I'm not quite sure on that either because you work, you've got a team that could, work their way up from Christmas time, say like a Millwall or something, for example, who have fought their way up and you know, they want a massive role and that suddenly they come up against a team who's been terrible for the majority of the season, can then treat it like a cup final and keep their place in the league. And it's just, again, the the power and that some of the bigger teams are going to have or potentially going to have into these proposals that, that just makes me a little bit uneasy again. Um, it's, it's just down to money as usual. Fair enough. We had some tweets based on that. Tim Smith um, coming in saying, it's what happens when you ask for money. Sometimes it ends up biting you on the arse. Uh, Andy Durant said, my thoughts would probably result in a Twitter ban. And Hayden Spenceley said, absolute money-grabbing shambles. But if you want, I'll say what I really mean. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I think we'll have to have a conversation about this on another, another pod because... It does sound like, like, I know you said it was just a proposal at this stage, but it does sound like a bigger conversation could be had. Um, but yeah, was anything else in your post bag this week, Neil, or is that it? No, it was, there was some other bits, but they're all about, so I just ignored them. <laughs> a few other, a couple of bills. Yeah, <laughs> junk mail, had a, had a few strange boxes delivered. Oh, Okay, well, we won't ask what was in those. No, um, where can people get in touch, Neil? Remind us. Yeah, if uh, things are going well and we're winning and the performance is good, then you can get in touch um, on the Twitter, which is at Cobblers to me. And if things aren't going too well and we're struggling and things are a bit miserable, then you can get in touch on email, which Charles will give you right now. <laughs> it's all cobblers at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Neil. The Big Match Preview, brought to you by Three Idiots and Chessy. Uh, right, Plymouth away this weekend, and Danny has been casting his eye over the Plymouth forums this week. What did you find out, Danny? Um, well, firstly, their main forum is passotti.co.uk, I think it is, oh. um, which I couldn't infiltrate as well as Neil did last week to the posh forum because they've got all these different... Uh, basically, they ask you like, questions about Plymouth to get into it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a quiz yeah yeah it's like a proper like, you have to, you have to <laughs> and then then they send you an email and then there's another thing on email you have to reply to them saying why you want to join and all this kind of thing so uh, i kind of i thought better of it i didn't have time for that so i've just taken a couple of things from their um reaction to burton because they haven't started focusing on us yet because they don't, <laughs> probably don't need to um <laughs> so quintel green 
Um, they, they seemed like the general mood was a bit negative, actually, weirdly. Like it felt like they were they'd gone two nil up and they'd sat back and people were moaning about that and DJ DJ G one four five everyone knows him said um, oh my that was a bore in capital letters at least at home I can nod off lol what's the score did they win they won two nil yeah oh. so they're yeah. still moaning <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're quite they're quite negative fans they they I think they think they're better than they are. And and they expect a lot of the, of their players. They're a good club, actually, but I think they they have very high expectations that often can't be met. They're they're eighth. They're eighth in League One, having won two, drawn two, and lost one. They've got quite high expectations, Charles. The 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 general mood as well was that the midfield it was worrying actually. <laughs> they said the midfield won it today. Quintel Green saying the midfield won it today for Argyle, although Mayer, Fauna, and Grant didn't get on the score sheet. If RL, is that Ryan Lowe, is it, their manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. keep mm-hmm. these three going without injury, the club could be there and thereabouts come the season's end. Great. And Koala Green said, my word, we have some very good midfield options this season. Oh, oh uh, what a worry. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. Fornar looks a natural in CDM. Then pick two more from Mayer, Grant, Reeves, Kamara and McLeod. And yeah. So uh, midfield battle is going to be a fun one on Saturday. <laughs> it's going to be no, non-existent. It won't be a battle. It'll just be an onslaught. But, uh, well, and, and, uh, midfield. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, Going back to the Peterborough game, I can't remember whether we mentioned it earlier. Who was supposed to be man-marking Schmodix? Uh, Missaloo. Was it Missaloo, was it? Oh. Yeah. 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 Didn't do a good job. Yeah, he's, Carl said he, <laughs> he told him to, to mark, man-mark him, didn't he? But, you just didn't. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Basically, yeah, just didn't. Yeah. yeah. So it looks they have got some creative midfielders in there. Danny Mayer is quite a good player, isn't he? And um, mm. that is that Anthony Grant's a more deeper midfielder, I think four hours as well, but it seems like they've got a good little thing going there in the middle of the park. Um I've picked out um Luke Jeffcott as well, who's their striker, who did he go on loan, I think, last season to where did he go? Somewhere in non league, I think. Um, blah, 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 blah. where did he go? No idea. He went somewhere in non league. I think it was um something Truro. I think it was. Oh, um, scored yeah. a load of goals for them. Then came back and scored five goals in four in January. Scored twice already this season. Um, he seems to be the one that's their main focal point up front. Um, they got Frank Nuble as well. It always causes us a few problems. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm expecting worrying, a difficult one. The worrying thing is all the <clears throat> excuse me, all of those players you've mentioned will get into our team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but would they would they get a chance to show their wares? Oh no, it depends how far they can kick it. <laughs> no, well, actually, Frank Nuble, I would have, I would have had him actually. Yeah, he's an annoyance. He, was isn't elite, he? Isn't he? he really he annoys the life out of me watching him against us. But I think he'd be brilliant for us. He just gets, he's just gets under your, under your skin as a, an opposition player, doesn't he? Because he's just everywhere. I like his name, and I feel like that any future signings we make should be na- made on name only. So, <laughs> how good is their name? Like Frank Nuble is a great name, relatively old or in first name. What a second name! <laughs> Ishmael Di Montagnac, the prime example of that. Look, what a signing! Speaking of which, transfer window ends on Friday, doesn't it? Before it the does, it does, it does. We need to make some moves, don't we? He's the it's going to slam shut, so we need to get some get something in through that window. What do we still I, need? I, Everything. Uh, midfield. Midfield. The midfield. <laughs> That's worrying, considering we're yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, we, we need We need at least two centre-backs, I say. Yeah. At least. In fact, I'd just take two centre-backs and then maybe a midfielder. Maybe. We don't need any more strikers. I, well, it depends. Do we, do, we, do we need like a, an actual... Another target man if we're not going to, if yeah. Harry Smith's not going to be the answer. That's what I was thinking. I'm not sure Benny Ashley Seal or well, the the where Joe Nuttall was, where he is, if he's ever going to play, but he's not that type of player either, is he? Where is Joe Nuttall? Yeah. Where is Joe Nuttall? They didn't say he was injured, did they? They said they was just dropped. Like him and where Lionel is he? <laughs> it's one of some of those players who just never plays. <laughs> no, we need yeah. to start a Twitter campaign. He's going to be Yasser Kazim, isn't he? <laughs> Showing up in the windows of photo shoots. Exactly. Like where is he? Genuinely, windows. He, they just said he, was, he, he wasn't picked for the squad. That's what they said. Yeah. Well, what yeah. have we signed him? We could go well, on for hours about well, this. Oh, let's, let's yeah. not. Um, Two central defenders, maybe one midfielder, potentially another target man. Get him in. 
potentially, oh. potentially a new squad, please. It's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a right of panic as well, isn't it? On Friday, one thing that does seem. One thing that does seem to be happening, though, is it, it sounds like Sean McWilliams will be going out on loan to get some match fitness back, having mm-hmm. been out for nine months. Um, can't really blame Curl for, for letting him go out on loan somewhere, but I mean, I'd, I'd hope it would be to say at least League Two level. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I think it makes sense. He's been out for such a length of time. He needs to go out and play a few games, but yeah. I would hope that when as soon as he's, he's back up to match fitness, he's straight back in. Because yeah, he's agreed. the sort of he is the sort of person to get in people's faces and snap around at people's mm-hmm. heels. Yeah. We could have done and, with him on Saturday. Yeah, and he's very yeah. different to uh Matty Warburton, isn't he? Who who desperately needs to go and get some experience of playing some football where he can score because I think his confidence was a bit shot because he, he although he was finding the net, it it wasn't coming really naturally to him and he was he was almost getting swallowed up in, in that squad. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I could argue with that because I thought I thought Bagel looked quite good this season to start off with. Um, the fact that he and, and the goal that he scored also gave him a bit more of a confidence boost. I was actually really quite surprised that he, he's gone on loan to Yeovil. But I'll let go. him know when I see him. Yes, thank you, Jeffy. Yeah, um, right, Take Plymouth, you, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Plymouth on Saturday. How? Oh, what? What is it? What? What do we want to see? I mean. Do we want to do we want to see a, a completely different side being put out that is playing a different style of football or do That's we? Not it's not happening. I, I said, do we want to see it? I didn't say it. Will it? <laughs> I mean, it's not but... going to happen, Charles. Right. <laughs> I'd like to see them go out and literally tear Plymouth to smithereens. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but that's what I'd like. I would want them to go out from minute one to minute 90, absolutely relentless. You do not stop until you're 5-0 up. I just want to see us more confident on the ball, more with more purpose to what we're doing. I'd be quite happy to see us attack a little bit more and have a few more efforts on goal. I think I saw a stat that we only had three shots on target in the last three games or something ridiculous, yeah. which is that's incredulous. Yeah. Incredulous. Incredulous, of the week. indeed. I, I I agree. I, that's all I really want. I want us to actually look a threat. I don't really mind if we lose. No, agreed. As long as we look a threat and look like we could win the game. Yeah. I, and and I think actually I know we're away from home, but we've got a nice nice record against Plymouth. Haven't oh, we? Charles, um, what have we done? No, well, Charles I just, over there. <laughs> I've thrown my pen in disgust at myself. Um, <laughs> what I mean is that I. They're not a Sunderland. They're not a big team in this division. Charles, stop. Charles they oh. are. They absolutely are. No, they're not yes, a big team are. in this division. They absolute are. nonsense. No, they absolutely nonsense. are. They have... I'm not having that. <laughs> they have Order. the... They are not a big team. I, I massively disagree. I think they have the potential to be one of the big hitters in League One. Should we do some predictions? Yeah, please. Even though it's going to be badly. <laughs> Danny? <laughs> Danny, start um, with you. I'm going for oh, two two Charles. Ooh, two goals from two goals. From the I think we might go two nil up and concede <laughs> five. Oh, not bad there. We run out of steam. Yeah, well, I'll take it. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, goals from Jack Sowerby mm. and uh, Bass to to put us two nil up. Then we just run out of steam. I see Bass because Neil wrote Bass, Bass on the uh, on the uh, on the on the, the running order from from his friend that mentions. And all I can think of, I see that, and I just see Bass Savage, and I think he's not playing for us anymore. Get him in. Still time, Charles. <laughs> Get him in. Well, this could um, change come Friday, anyway, as well. Once we've signed a few desperation signings, as well, our predictions oh, could all change. Um, Jeffy, what's your prediction? Uh, we're going to lose one now. Okay. I'm going to go for a 2-0 defeat. It's and... so positive. <laughs> but I think we'll get four shots on target. Ooh. Oh, it's, it's not about that. Uh, it's not to that bad, is it? We've got predicted that we might get four <laughs> shots on target. Uh, <laughs> I, I, genuinely, right now, I feel so negative. Um, yeah, I, just, I just don't see where it's going to... I don't see how it's going to get turned around, personally. Um, hey, we were sat not, a year ago saying that, weren't we? 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> saying. I'm not going to write a blog. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm not going to say anything like that. I'm just being um, truthful and honest, yeah. and, and saying I don't know where the next win's going to come from. So I, I don't. A bit like taking a leaf out of Neil's book. I'm being negative, so I can't be, you know, disappointed. Like Kelvin Thomas says, under promise, over deliver. So you you think when he first it's not, came it's in, not me that's got to promise anything, Jeff. No, but what I'm saying is you go with that attitude, don't you? That it's mm. always better when you achieve something if you're not expecting it in the first place. Of course, of course it is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Neil, any advances on a two nil defeat? Yes, I have. Um, I think we'll lose three nil. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I think we'll get someone sent off. Oh. Do you know what? That if we'd have had somebody sent off in the derby, I'd have been quite happy because at least then it would have meant we we tried. No, we, could have, we could have done with Joe Martin and his swinging elbows. It probably would have been sending <laughs> off for something ridiculous, like kicking the ball away. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joe Martin and the swinging elbows sounds like a proper band. <laughs> it's a jazz band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, so uh, we've all pretty much gone for. Negativity. Well, no, Danny, you, no, you've gone fairly disaster. positive. An away draw, oh, that's okay. Yeah. We can we can take that. Take that away uh, in the back pocket. I think two nils the smart money. I think you know you've gone for that. Two nils the smart money, but I'll go three. See, I think I think if he gets the two, they're gonna they're gonna keep going. Depends how quickly they get to the two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. And to be fair, I think I I personally thought that that once he got to two nil on Saturday, that it was going to go more, but clearly. They didn't need to, did they? Though that's the thing. Well, well, you say that, but I mean, last year they were all about the goal difference. I mean, it didn't do them any good, but you know, no. Well, they didn't make the playoffs, did they? Didn't happen. No, no, poor. And that's it. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you very much for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. As always, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be lovely, especially if it's accompanied by five stars thank you very much for listening thank you to Danny, Chesy and Neil we'll be back next week hopefully a little bit more positivity in the air but for now bye Ash bye Ash bye come back Ash That were bloody awful. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.